0: How do companies create a culture and core values that employees actually live out the team at the receptionist a bootstrapped denver-based software company sets out to answer that very question welcome to the fabric podcast here's your host michael ashford our guest today on the fabric podcast is mary ryan an executive assistant to the ceo of a company called lev recently mary wrote a post on linkedin recounting an all too common interaction with someone who clearly didn't understand the importance of her role. Her story is a powerful message of encouragement for executive assistants, administrative assistants, and receptionists of all stripes fighting through demeaning stigmas that impede a sense of self-worth and achievement. Mary's post was bold, vulnerable, authentic, and it really resonated, accumulating thousands of interactions on social media and inspiring others to share their own stories. As you'll hear in this episode, Mary is an impassioned advocate and leader in her field, and she aligns so perfectly with our fabric core values. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mary Ryan. I have to know, the majority of us are not going to go viral on LinkedIn or any other social media. So just, Mary, what has the last, gosh, few weeks been like for you ever since you made that post on LinkedIn?
1: <laughs> well... I, my 11 year old daughter's very impressed. I <laughs> can start with that. She's asked yeah. if I am official now. I, um, it's just been mind blowing. I think the most amazing part about it is how many people have, have not only seen it and soaked it in, but it resonated with them. And before I share something, I usually ask myself, okay, if I can impact one person, just one, it'll be worth it. And, especially on LinkedIn when posting, I mean, at best for me, at least you're talking 25, 30 people, maybe will respond to it. And this has just been overwhelming in the most beautiful way. Um, and, and also in a, in a really alarming way that there are a lot of people that are, are seeing this and can relate to this because they're living it every day. And, um, so it's kind of been a double-edged sword in that regard, but, um, I think the post brought attention to a very real issue. And it's created some conversations with recruiters, with executives, with their assistants, uh, just in the profession in general. And that is awesome. So I'm just trying to take it a step at a time. I've had quite a few people reach out to want to just talk more about it or maybe just vent or look for guidance or do amazing opportunities like this so i'm just trying to kind of enjoy it one day at a time and hope that it continues to be impactful in a really really great way
0: i want to i want to read off the stats here because it is pretty remarkable it last i checked so i'm looking right now there's 4827 reactions there are 345 comments and 226 shares. I got to (laughs) believe hundreds of thousands of impressions as well. And of course, you only know that. But Mary, going back to what you said there, uh, you said you were very thoughtful when you put something out there, especially on LinkedIn, and and you think about who it might serve. What was your goal with this? Obviously, you talk a lot about the post and we'll link to that in the show notes so people can go look and respond to it themselves. But what was your goal in posting this, this piece at this time?
1: I think, not I think, when I posted it, um, I had taken a pause for a couple of days after I went through that experience because I didn't want frustration to be the emotion behind it. I wanted to help people not feel the way I felt in that moment. And I knew when my friend said that to me, it came from an incredibly misguided place. Um, if you've noticed, maybe in some of the comments, people have got a little fired up and said, how do you call this person a friend? This person is you know, a plethora of different words that aren't necessarily kind, which I've been very quick to mitigate those kinds of responses. Because I think if there's anything the social landscape, generally speaking, has taught us in the last several years, there are a lot of people who are uneducated or misguided on certain topics. It means they need somebody to take a moment and take a pause and help them understand something that they just don't know. People don't know what they don't know. And my friend genuinely did not know what I did or understand it. Now, could he have said it in a better way? Absolutely. 100% he could have. Um, My hope was that when people saw it, they would look at it as an opportunity to maybe take a look at how they view this profession or any profession and maybe think twice about their words, uh, and how they can impact somebody. Uh, because what he said to me was, was offensive. And, um, I'm not easily offended by any means. Uh, but, um, I think what, what really got me is my daughter was next to me when he said those things. And I, oh man, I probably bit a hole through my tongue, (laughs) but I'm glad I did. I just took a deep breath and I thought I can't be the only person that's gone through this. I can't be the only person in this profession that's felt this way. I'm one person out of millions in the US. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to share this and I'm going to see, maybe we can kind of change the perspectives here and and help re-educate or just better inform people on what this role's uh, capabilities can be. And so- I think it's working. I think it, it's been really well received. So hopefully that continues.
0: And I certainly want to get into the stories of how it's been received. You, you've you previously shared some incredible stuff with me, but let's, let's put it in the context for the listeners who perhaps have not seen your post yet. Walk me through what happened. That was the impetus to you making this post. What was that situation? And what did your friends say to you, Mary?
1: Yeah, so I was at a uh carnival near my home and ran into an old friend who first straight away the first thing he said was, you know, "Hey, how have you been?" said, "Hey, I've, I've been really good. How about you?" He said, "I've been good. Hey, are you still are you still supporting or working for that CEO or whatever it is you do for him?" And and I kinda so I immediately was just a little taken back, to be fair. My wall was already on its way up. Yeah. <laughs> and um I, I I was a little taken back by the question, but I, I just thought, you know what, he just doesn't remember what my title is. Semantics, not a big deal. So I said, hey, yeah, uh, if uh if by executive assisting to a CEO is what you mean, then yes, that is still what I'm doing. And I was also sure that my tone was pretty direct with him. I he he knew. At least, you would hope he would know at that point that the conversation was maybe starting to get a little bit guarded. Um, he could have been totally socially unaware, but <laughs> who knows? So then he looked at me and he said, "Oh man, I bet you're gonna love that this summer." He's like, "You don't really have to do much, right? Maybe schedule a meeting or get a coffee when they need you." Hmm. And my head cocked sideways, almost like like what a dog would do that was hearing like a high pitched sound. I was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry." And then I immediately look at my daughter, who looks up at me, and I look to my husband, and he's like, "Cause he knows, he knows that he knows like this is not not going to end well." And my best friend was on my other side, and she's her eyes are just humongous. And that's when I thought, "Take a breath. This is not coming from a bad place. It is coming from an uninformed and an uneducated place." And this person works at a huge, huge big pharma company. I know he interacts with roles like mine. I know he is in a professional office environment. And I thought this is an opportunity right now to change his understanding. It's also a way for me to very proudly share what I do. And so I said to him, and I just started rattling off things that I do. And I said, if by strategic planning, chief of staffing, an entire executive team, reporting, researching, um, I don't know if you said event planning, I just started naming off things. I said, then yeah, it's you know going to be an easy summer, and that's what I do. And I, there was a little bite to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be dishonest. There it was a bite to it. And he looked at me shocked. I probably rattled off six different roles that I, and that's not even a fourth of, you know, the roles that I play on a daily basis. And he kind of, then his head cocked to the side and he looked at me and said, wait, you do reporting? Like that was the one thing from all, all the things I need. Wait, you do project management and reporting? And I said, yes, this isn't. And that's when I went to Mad Men. I said, this isn't an episode of Mad Men. I don't wear tights and pumps every day and pour coffees. And it was just so I feel so marginalized. It just, it just was such a reminder to me. I thought, gosh, this is one person. I know there are thousands of more just, just like him. I've experienced it in, uh, when I get reached out to by recruiters who will go through like this little handful of skill sets and they're like, okay, can you calendar, uh, you know, run errands? Are you comfortable with booking a flight? And they'll name like these five token things. And, we're, we're just capable of so much more. Um, I know several executive assistants who in this, you know, isn't it's one way or another, but who are carrying bachelor's degrees and, and, and truly right hand advisors to the executives. My boss will come to me and ask me things about our business planning and about recruiting and about personnel and ask me genuinely my opinion. You know, what do you think about? this person, like, have you noticed anything with their performance or, Hey, we're getting ready to go to market with this. How do you think it'll be received? Or what are your thoughts? Um, We, some of us are given seats at the table with voices. And so to be, to be marginalized in that way, or to, to be minimized in that way is insulting. And that's not to say that an assistant that does, you know, solely calendar or get coffees that is, is not accomplished in their career. That's not what I'm saying. But for the EAs or the assistants or administrative professionals who are looking for um, more of that project-based, that strategy-based, that advisor-type role to an executive, I started as a receptionist. I wanted to do more. And so I worked very, very hard to get where I'm at. It's frustrating when you come across someone like the gentleman I ran into at the fair who because my title has assistant in it, he thinks the only things that I could possibly do are calendaring and getting coffee and again, that's not any disrespect to people who calendar and get coffee, but it's an assumption that's false, and I want to change that mindset can i can I share another um story with you about um so so to give you a little backstory yeah. on what fired me up personally when I um, experienced that at the fair. I had worked very, very hard to create a curriculum for executive assisting and ended up landing a meeting with the dean of a local university to talk about executive assisting as a career path. I brought the data. I brought the curriculum. I brought the salary caps because this role is well into a six-figured role These men and women and people all over the world who are supporting people have changed this role into so much more than what that madman mindset is. Uh, There's a very diverse and robust set of skill sets that come along with this role. And so I brought the data in hopes of trying to change the dean's mind because currently it's just not offered. You will never meet someone who said, I went to school to be an executive assistant because it doesn't exist. It's, it's just not an option. And so I wasn't looking at it so much as a major or really even a minor, but maybe just like a, um, like a certification or a career path where you could specialize in something like public relations, for example. Sometimes you major in journalism, but you can focus on PR. And I thought, well, maybe you could go to school for business yeah. or communications, but focus on executive assisting. So I met with this dean. And he started out by saying, oh, I couldn't live without my executive assistant. You know, she, she moves mountains for me and she's just the, you know, the calm to the chaos and she does everything for this office and everything for our team and so on and so forth. And I will never forget. He said to me, he said, unfortunately with this school, the parents who send their kids here want their kids to have the assistant, not to be the assistant and it. Got me. He, but he wasn't wrong. That was a really polarizing moment for me in my career. And it lit a fire. It lit a fire in me to show him he was, maybe he was right in that moment, but it didn't have to be that way that perhaps the role is just misunderstood and perhaps it just doesn't quite get the credibility or the respect, if you will, that it deserves. Um, and I don't want to march around town with a pitchfork on fire, you know, trying to change people's minds, but to get back to your original question, experiencing that and then taking it to that post, I just wanted to change a mind. I wanted to impact one person who maybe felt the same way that I felt before. Um, who'd been in a role like mine and and there's some you know menial task at the office to which most of the people they're like oh the EA can do it just because there's no one else to do it and I thought if I could just change one mind, then it would matter. And so so I posted it and holy guacamole.
0: It <laughs> really resonated with a lot of people. So And here, here we, we are, are talking about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I love Mary about everything that you just said, you know, you said you had some bite to your response, but in in what you posted and what you said, you seem to really put a lot of thought into it before the response. You may have wanted to say something different, but you didn't. I'm curious, Mary, is that, is that learned? Is that something you've learned over time? Like that response to, to withdraw for a moment, just to check yourself. How'd you come to that?
1: So I am probably one of the most empathetic people you will ever meet. Uh, and empathy, as you might or might not know, is a uh, learned behavior. It's not one that you are born with. And my empathy is catastrophically off the, st- off the charts. I mean, it's just <laughs> insane. And so I do, on a personal level, have the ability to very quickly put myself into someone else's shoes. In, in, in that situation, give a benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, Mary, take a breather for a minute. But it's also no different than what I teach my children constantly. And even what I, you know, spread to my leadership team constantly, which is respond, don't react. Reactions are quick. Reactions can not always be thought out and articulated the way that we want them to be. But responses, responses take a breath. In a response, even the word response, I feel like has a slower calming sense to it than react, which to me just has more of a bite to it. And so I tell my children all the time, please respond. Don't react to me. Take a breath. If you need to walk away for a minute, come back. But my daughter was looking right at me and I knew I had one chance to handle this the right way. Um, and just really have some grace in the situation. And so I just took a deep breath and all at one time, I looked at my husband and my best friend and my daughter, and then I just looked at him and I was sorry for him for a moment. I was sorry. I felt sad for him that he had gone over 20 years as a professional and this was his mindset. And and I just looked at it as an opportunity really quickly on the fly. And, um, admittedly, when I posted that, I did not recall that we were connections on LinkedIn. They have not commented on it or said anything, but I did run into them the other day and they waved. So hopefully everything's (laughs) fine. But I've been very uh, defensive in the sense when people say something that gets a little um, aggressive towards him to make sure that I say, hey, no, we just needed to guide him into a different direction. And hopefully... um, hopefully that that's what it did, but yeah, being able to just respond and not react in that moment, I think was key. Um, I think I would have just perpetuated the problem had I gone down his throat. Um, yeah, no good would have, would have, um, resulted from that. So,
0: yeah. Well, mayor, I want to go to something that you alluded to in, in, you know, what the response has been to your post. You've had recruiters reach out to you to kind of educate them. I'm fascinated by this. What have those conversations been like?
1: That has been very, very cool. So I had a recruiter reach out and he wanted to know, um, he is primarily a recruiter for, uh, administrative roles. And he wanted to know how can I better recruit high caliber, high performing those chief of staff type EAs, but also how can I share the power of this role to my customer, which would be the person then looking for the assistant. And I loved that. I loved that he wanted to talk to this. So the this C-suite or a human resources person from we'll say company A reaches out and says, Hey, we need an executive assistant. We talked through how to ask the right questions. Are you looking for somebody who can advise? Are you looking for a project manager? Are you looking for a paper pusher or a switchboard operator? You know, what truly are you looking for? Are you open to having somebody truly become an extension of yourself who can think for you before you even know what your next thought is going to be, who can proactively, you know, read your mind or anticipate a need before it arises? How, how, big and bold do you want this person's role to be within your organization? And so even knowing just to ask that, because some a lot of executives, especially ones that have never really had support before, A, don't even know what an executive assistant is capable of or B, what they need or, or what they want or what their options are. And so from a recruiting perspective, to have somebody reach out and genuinely want to change that. Mindset of that executive and the trajectory for the role within that company is huge. It's huge. It, I, I couldn't ask for more from, from a LinkedIn post. Um, so we had a really great conversation for about 45 minutes around things he can ask EAs to find out the, uh, the depth of their skill sets and the, their desire to, to grow from, you know, an advisement or, uh, like a strategic business partner perspective, or if um they want to take a different approach to their assisting role and maybe uh they they their strong suits are travel management and internal events and they want to go that route. Um there's just so many, so many options and directions you can go in, but also to work with, you know, the HR at this company to say, hey, this is what I can actually offer you. What would you think about bringing somebody in at this level? Um, and then, on the flip side of that, bringing somebody in at that level typically means a higher salary point. But showing the company that hey, you're gonna you're gonna pay for what you get. Like if you if you up this salary and you bring somebody in at this caliber, they're gonna change your life in ways you didn't even know it was possible uh, because they just never either experienced it before or had an EA at that level. Um, or an administrative at that level. Uh, So that was really exciting. Um, That that was a really exciting opportunity.
0: Mary, what does it mean to you then to be an executive assistant? Like this, this feels like something obviously that you're passionate about. You would have never wrote the post if you, if you didn't, if you didn't have that passion, but What does it mean to you? What is, what is all of this kind of brought, has there been any realization or revelation for you personally in all of this, in the work that you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so a few years ago I worked for uh, a person I had left the company I was at and was working for an individual. Um, and I was, I was making really good money and that was, uh, one of the primary reasons I had taken this role. and. I was doing your general executive assisting duties, meetings, calendaring, spreadsheets, personal assisting, things like that. And I was at this role. um, It was very nine to five. And um, I'd been there for uh, a few weeks and the few weeks turned to a few months. And one day uh, in a conversation with my leadership, uh, they didn't know my children's names. And I did not like that. I could tell you everything about their family. I could tell you their birth dates. I could tell you their interests. I could tell you any detail you wanted to know. I could buy a gift for them with my eyes closed. I I had taken so much care and concern to learn everything I could. Because in order to think truly think for someone to anticipate all of their needs, you really do, you become an extension that you're working, you know, you're seeing that your boss and at the time this was pre pandemic, but you know, more than you're seeing your own family, because you're working 40 hours a week by the time you get home, dinner, bed, get up, do it again. Um, <laughs> And that was such a reminder to me that I wanted more in my relationship with my boss. And I use the word very carefully relationship because that is what it is. It is a professional relationship. And in order to be a, I hate to use this example, but a well-oiled machine, you have to be running on all four cylinders. You, you have to really, really get each other. And I thought, I don't know my kids' names. They don't get me. And it didn't feel even. And so from that moment on, I knew in my next role, that I would be very, very specific about what I was looking for and how building that friendship as well as a professional relationship would make me the best executive assistant I could be. I know that's not for everybody. My mom is an executive assistant. I loved watching her through the years. I loved seeing her success. I loved seeing her her different roles. It could be anything from planning a family vacation to filling out a spreadsheet. She was never bored. Her hands were never idle. And um, I loved that. I loved the relationship she had with her bosses. It was just very special. I was like, I want that. That's why my mom is so dang good. It's because they are friends, because they respect each other, because they're a partnership. And so I remember sitting down with my boss now who is he's wonderful he's a dream I love his wife and his children and it's just we just get each other and I sat with him um we were meeting for coffee we'd never met before and um you know it was a two way interview it wasn't just him interviewing me it was me interviewing him as well and I said I need you to know my kids names that's really important to me and he looked at me and he said Got it. And he's like, I want you to know mine too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this, and it just like everything fell into place. And um, we are genuinely friends now. And um, having that kind of a relationship with your boss, you know, he knows that if my child is sick, he doesn't even think twice. He's just like, do what you have to do. Because he knows them He and he cares about them. And there's such a respect there. Um, and there's such a work-life balance that he's so genuine about keeping separate. Um, I feel like that open and honesty up front and that understanding, um, I think that's that just was the respect, the basis for the relationship and the respect. He knew, I knew what I wanted and I wasn't going to settle for less. I truly wanted a partnership, and I told him, "I said I will assist you in any way I can. I am not a two job too big or too small person. If you ask me to go grab dry clean, I will do it with a smile on my face. If you ask me to put together a board deck, or pitch a new business, or meet with you know the board, or book an event for four hundred people, I'll do it. But this is what I'm looking for because I." Love, I'm a people pleaser, but I can't do that if I don't know you. If we don't get to know each other, if we're not friends, because once you're in, once you're in my circle, you're like not getting out. Like I fiercely care for my friends and family. And, um, and I needed to have a boss that was going to come in and ask how my weekend was. He didn't need to know every single detail of my life, but I wanted us to be friends and. I just feel like it makes me a stronger assistant because of it. I know that's not for everybody, but um, I just truly love to um, people please, and I know that I can make his life easier um, because of the skill sets that I bring to the table. And it's exciting—I doing something I love and having him just be blown away by it, and you know, say, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for your work on this." And I'm like. I just actually really love to do it. So it's kind of like a double bonus.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Mary, it has been so wonderful connecting with you. I'm so glad we had a chance to to see it. Before we even connected, I saw your post. It had been shared within my network. So uh, your goal of changing minds of at least one person, I think you've accomplished that and meant much more so. Uh, We, of course, here at the receptionist have such a heart for Administrative assistants, receptionists, executive assistants like you. And uh, I just thank you for the work that you did to raise that awareness, for sure. My last question to you is our core values here at the receptionist and are they the name of the show, Fabric, they make up the name of the show, fun, authentic, bold, respectful, innovative, and collaborative. Which one most resonates with you? Which one's your favorite of those, those six core values here? I can repeat them if you'd like me to. <laughs> no,
1: I collaborative jumped right out at me. Yeah. I would say collaborative. Um, I am currently in a role uh, where I'm the only EA where we're at. And our larger company has tons of EAs, but in our smaller um, branch, we've it's just me. And I... I actually still call, uh, Brooke, who we are just EAs like this, and we still soundboard off each other and we still run mic checks and tests with each other, or we'll call each other when we're planning events. And I feel like collaboration as an executive assistant, especially for me, I would never be where I'm at without it. Um, I never want to be at a point in my career where I feel like I know all there is to know. Um, I've, I've worked with people who, can get kind of set in their ways and think, nope, this is it. This is the way that works. There's never going to be another way. And I just never, I never want to be at that point. Um, There's just so much to learn. And so soundboarding and collaborating, whether it be with my leadership team or other assistants is how you grow. It's how you grow and how you learn from each other. There was a reason through school they had you do team projects. (laughs) It's because it helps you play well with others. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, it's, I would say collaborate for sure.
0: Mary, thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank, you, thank you for writing so a beautiful much. post and uh, best wishes to you. And, and like I said, no doubt you're making a difference. So uh, keep it up. Thank
1: you so much for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fabric Podcast. Our show is hosted by me, Michael Ashford, Director of Marketing here at The Receptionist and produced by our creative manager, James Jordan. If you wanna see a video version of the show, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash fabric, where you can watch episodes of all of the content that we've put out on this podcast. You can see our bright smiling faces and you can see what our studio looks like as well. If you'd like to give The Receptionist for iPad Visitor Management System a try in your office, jump over to thereceptionist.com slash free trial and give us a test drive for 14 days with no credit card required. See what you think.